You're not going to believe what happened in my house last night, Daniel. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Now, I live in Midtown, and I've had some wacky stuff happen to me in Midtown. I've been a part of two heists. Uh, somehow I end up in gas stations as things are going down, like robberies are committed. That's happened twice to me now. Uh, one time, some ladies went to sleep in my house. I didn't know who they were. They didn't live there. And I said, hey, ladies, you got to get out of here. This is my house, you know. That's some weird stuff happened. You were leaving your driveway one morning, and... Uh Car pulls up, blocks you in. They're about to get out of the car. Then they see you, and it startles them. I guess they were going to rifle through your car or garage. Yes, but they didn't know I was at my car. And how long have you been over at this house in Midtown? Mm, about a, a 17 months, something like that. That's a lot to happen yeah, in 17 months. It's I happening. feel like it might be the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> of Tulsa, and I'm dead serious. What's crazy is I talk to my neighbors who have lived there 20 years. They go, we've never even heard of that happening. And I go, why is it happening to me over and over? Last night, uh, I'm about to get a good night's sleep because I'm back to work on a Monday. We've got to get up early, and I start hearing this. But I don't think much of it, and I can tell it's a helicopter because we have that St. John Ascension Hospital right next to us, and I just imagine that's air traffic bringing in patients. Either that or, or MASH is about to start. Or MASH is going to hear the credits any moment. <laughs> But this thing kept going, and I'm used to that sound so much so that if you live near something and you hear it, you start to unhear it. Like it just, but this kept going and going and going and going. And finally, I go out in the yard, and there's just this helicopter making a circle. And I kid you not, this is not exaggeration, just circling basically my block and a block and a half. I mean, something's going on where I am. But I'm just thinking they're practicing for landing on the hospital. Maybe they got a student pilot up there, and they keep doing the circle around their neighborhood. What time was this? About 11 o'clock at night. And you think that's when they would choose well, to practice? That's what I thought. It was, like, so rude to just keep flying over our house over and over. So hearing this, hearing this. So now I get really curious. I'm going to go out in the yard and, and just watch this. And I can literally, like, without really doing anything except turning around, I could see the whole circle pattern of the helicopter. That's how tight the circle is. It wasn't flying, you know, back downtown and coming back. Like, what in the world? And then I see spotlights coming down the street. And I couldn't see the source of the spotlight, but I could see somebody was using a spotlight, you know, look up in my trees and down the drive, and but I couldn't see the source. So I walk out, and the police are there at my intersection, and they've blocked the intersection off. And they have, it's not red and white lights on, they have these big, giant, bright white lights Aim down there. That's the intersection. Aim down each street of the intersection. So I go out and I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? But I can't help myself. I got to go outside and see what's going on. Then I hear this from a patrolman's car out there. He goes, Please return to your house. Canines are en route. <laughs> How'd that sound? The evil voice. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> go back in your house, sir. Oh, Canines good. are on the way. So they, they yell at you with the bullhorn. Yeah, K-9s are on the they way. They tell me to get back in the house because, uh, you know, which I guess was dangerous for me to go outside because what if they thought I was the guy for a second? Maybe I just didn't totally match the description, but I had to go back inside. And this helicopter noise, I'm, ki I'm not kidding. This started 10, 30, 11, midnight. This is still no. going on. Yeah. Is it waking up your, your boy, your son? Uh, well, it did when I went and told my wife that I think there's a manhunt going on out here. <laughs> So, wait, everybody in the house is sleeping. You, <laughs> yeah, I went in and You went there to everybody. wake them up and let them know to be scared? Good it's idea. So, uh, after talking to a police buddy of ours, they, what they were doing was setting up a perimeter, and they shine the lights down the road. So if anybody tries to cross the road and jump into some bushes or, you know, try, whatever, try to get away, they, uh, they're able to catch them. And the other morning, remember, I, got, I told you on my way to work, I got pulled over, and it's because I accidentally penetrated a perimeter that I didn't know I was in. 
So I'm driving around, and I get lost, so now I'm doing U-turns and stuff. Well, these police, they came right after me. They thought I was like a troublemaker. Well, so what was, who were they after? Like, what was the, what was the, how did it all end? Well, we, we don't know. Everything just stopped. Like, the police left, and the helicopter went and landed eventually. You didn't so immediately go get on your police scanner app? We, we didn't. We couldn't hear anything. And it was weird, man. If all that's going on, you're not on the right app. Well, I pulled up Tulsa, unless this was the federal marshals. I don't know what was going on out there. <laughs> Only you would pull up the local police scanner app and not go to the right city. But then the neighbors started posting on next door and stuff, and uh, one guy said that what he saw was a guy bailed out of his car in our neighborhood and started running. Oh, and I guess Lord. they were looking for this guy. He is an armed uh, robbery suspect. And so he was... Canines are on the way. I couldn't... I, I would... Wouldn't imagine you could just let a dog loose and just let it run and get anybody in the neighborhood. Isn't that how they do it? Well, no. you got to have the dog smell of something, right? Well, I know, but they might have release it and go it. to the car and get, like, some scent out of the car and then, oh, maybe and then right. go look for the person, right? Yeah, I don't think you just I mean, They can't just a... describe the scent of the guy to the dog. Now, listen. He wears Old Spice. <laughs> like, they got to give him something to but smell. I'm thinking you just can't release a hellhound into the neighborhood and, like, just attack anything that you see. I never did see the canines, but it got me in that house real quick. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm, well, Ty, next time all hell is breaking loose, stay inside and keep your door locked. It's impossible. It's like when I... No the, the the sirens are going off for the tornadoes. I'll, I'll go out and take a peek real quick, see what's going on. It reminds me of World War II when England was getting bombed. If some ding, uh, bombed, some ding-dong like you just walked outside. Hey, what's going on out here? <laughs> Get back in the house. <laughs> Lock your doors. The Germans are coming. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. country with tag and daniel uh daniel your mom is in town and uh you have a single life you kind of do what you want when you want to do it you come to work and then you're like a cat i don't know what you do when you leave here but i i enter i'd imagine your mom coming to town is interrupting you doing nothing all day uh a little bit yeah uh, my mom calls me she says hey i want to come up for a visit and i said oh well, how long mom would you like to come up oh, about 14 days oh Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, that's a generous portion of time. a long visit. Uh-huh. And I live in a one-bedroom apartment, so uh, she takes my room and I sleep on the couch, and apparently my mom's like Dracula. She stays up all night watching westerns. <laughs> and apparently she's like a deaf Dracula because she has the television turned up quite loud. Mm -hmm. She's in your room, but you can hear this on the couch. It's disturbing you. Oh, can I hear it? She watches Gunsmoke. And guess what Gunsmoke features a lot of when you're trying to sleep at night? Gunfire, which is quite loud. Right. But anyway, she's in town. Her full of. She got here on Saturday. We had the first full day yesterday, and I thought, well, the weather's been so nice. We'll go outside and maybe go to the botanical garden. For example, it was nine one eight yesterday because nine one eight day because it was September eighteenth, and we're 18th. in the nine one eight. And I thought, well, we'll go out to the botanical garden. They have a sale going on. It's like a hundred degrees. Too hot to do anything outside. Mm -hmm. And then the whole rest of the week is going to be too hot to do anything outside. So now, not only do I have to find, you know, seven days worth of entertainment for it's all got to be inside somewhere. What do you mean seven days? You've got to, you said 14 I'm days. I'm hoping maybe it'll cool off in a week. Oh, I see. Then maybe we can do the outside stuff. But so, until then, yeah, yeah, you got to do like indoor museums or. I, and already I'm kind of running out of things to do because I love being outside. I think, uh, I guess maybe today I'll take her to the aquarium at Jinx. Mm -hmm. That's a good shot. Good place to After go. After that, I don't know what we're going to do. Where could you take her inside? I don't know what we're going to do after that. 
Why is it 100 degrees again? Yeah, it caught me by surprise because I thought we were kind of getting out of that. Then yesterday it's like, woo! So you, because of the heat, have to find indoor activities. Take her to that uh, that science lab over there at Gathering Place. Does well, she like microscopes and <laughs> jumping in ball pits? No, you think she likes science? <laughs> She likes gun smoke. Lab. That's all she likes, gun smoke. Gun smoke. Is there a gun smoke museum? There, there are some museums in town. I don't think they're gun smoke. So, oh, you can go to the movies with her. Yeah. That'll, but uh, you that'll have to be careful with your hours. mom because sometimes your mom, she uh, finds men, uh, movies offensive. Well, she does. Yeah, they have to be almost rated G. <laughs> sometimes her and uh, Mr. Jimmy, her boyfriend, will go to a movie. And it's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. And I'm like, Mom, why did you think you were going to like that? Right. So you guys got to go just watch kids. They had a gift, Daniel. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't know what that is. But <laughs> From Pulp awful. Fiction, that guy they kept in the chest or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so. He brought out a gimp. Um, <laughs> so they'll do that kind of thing. Well, good luck, buddy, because 14 days, that is a generous stay to have to. And, you know, my mom's coming next week, and she says, does my stay too long? And hers is five days. And she said, you know what they say about fish and houseguests, what they have in common? I said, I, I, I have no idea what you're about to say. <laughs> she goes, they both stink after three days. Is that what she That's said? That's what she said. Whoa. That's what my mom said. Speaking of fish, I think we're going to go to White River Fish Market. Oh, yeah. She likes that. That's a great place. So I'm finding these things to, to fill in this schedule. And uh, it's going to be <laughs> tough to find indoor things to do for 14 <laughs> right. days. Well, good luck. And uh, I hope you yeah, get some now, rest Any tonight. suggestions? Uh, Write us on Facebook. I'll take any suggestions you have for something indoor that's fun. It's 98.5 The Bull with Ty and Daniel. Thoughts are with Daniel this morning as your mom has, uh, she's, she decided to visit you, and uh, you said, well, how long? And she said, 14 days, 14 mm -hmm. days. So you got a lot of things you got to do to keep her entertained, but this week's going to be so hot, a lot of the outdoor things you wanted to do, you can't really do it with her. So we were taking calls and suggestions on maybe some ideas of what Daniel could do, 14 days worth of activity. I think today we're going to hit up the aquarium there in Jinx, maybe go to some of those shops. Mm -hmm. Have you been out to that museum at Wooler Rock yet? Mm-mm. Well, you go out there. That's a that's a what, that's one of the biggest museums I've ever been in, out there at Woolerock. Remember, somebody called and told us to go to that. Also, they have this guy that kind of stays out in a teepee, like Pioneer Man or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this guy's like, "Come on, come on into the teepee," and he starts telling us about things. And after about twenty minutes, I'm like, "I got to get out of the teepee, man. I'm starting to feel uncomfortable." <laughs> this guy's all dressed up in that uh yeah the uh, in skins and everything. Mm -hmm. And eventually, I'm like, "Does this guy really think he's uh <laughs> he's living back in the day in this teepee?" Hey, good morning. It's Ty Godino. Who's this? Um, my name is Misha, and I was calling because you take your mom to the Cowboy Hall of Fame in Oklahoma City. You know what? That's probably that. that's probably a great idea since she loves gun smoke and all that. Right. Not a I bad idea. Would, yeah. Is that inside or does she have to go outside to meet cowboys? All right, so inside. You think no, it's an outdoor it's museum time? Could be. There's some. <laughs> Yeah, there is some outdoors. They exist, like the Air and Space really Museum. Nice. You go outside to look at the planes. Oh, that's another good one yeah. I can take her to, the Air and Space mm -hmm. Museum. If she's into that. That's a great place, too. And thanks for the idea. Yeah. You're welcome. All right, Have a so, blessed day. See you now. Like four hours of your 14-day <laughs> stay yeah, recovered. Somebody else, a couple of people wrote us on Facebook and Instagram, said the Cowboy Museum in Oklahoma City 
Uh, my mom would love it. They have an impressive display of gun smoke memorabilia. Oh, from the actual show. Yes. She'd love and that. The, the display is impressive. Hey, good morning. See, I'm learning too. I like knowing more stuff about what's going on out there. Hey, good morning. Who's this? This is Daryl. Hey, Daniel. Yes, sir. I got one question, then I got a solution for you. The question is, what about your nap during the day? Uh, She's got to just find something to do during my nap. Because I got to have, when I get off the air, I got to have like an hour or, you know, four or five nap. He's like a cat. Yeah. You really do. Like a koala. If I don't get enough sleep, buddy, I'm grumpy. I get it. Here, here's what you need to do. Take her to Claremore to uh, the Will Rogers Museum. It's a beautiful museum. Tells all, all their, everything about Will Rogers. And then the J.M. Davis Gun Museum in Claremore. If she likes Westerns, they have all kinds of Western guns and stuff and actors. You know, that probably she is a good like idea. I bet she would enjoy that. I just tried to give you a little food for thought, buddy. And I guess Dana would stay in the car and nap while his mom goes into the Will Rogers Museum? Yeah, because they have a theater in there, and she can even watch some of the old Will Rogers uh, clips in there. <laughs> she probably oh, would. She'd, she'd never leave. Well, it's a big day because, Daniel, you heard him uh, shooting off his mouth for, like, uh, weeks upon weeks about he invented the greatest dog treat of all time. It all culminated over the weekend because you had these in mind for Wolfstock. Welcome in. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country, so we get out there on Saturday. I got to admit, Dan, I was a little nervous for you because you put a lot of love into this, and I just thought if it's not the greatest dog treat of all time and dogs reject it, how hurt would you be? Because you really have tried pretty hard on this. Well, I was worried also that people weren't going to come up and ask for Tiger and Daniel's greatest dog treat of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, I had gone to different bakeries around town, Tiger. I was laughed in, at, in meetings. I was mocked. I was shunned. Just kind of like... Um, like Jeff Bezos. Everybody laughed at him when he started an online bookstore. Mm -hmm. Now look at him. I was surprised at the amount of bakeries I went to, and I was like, hey, uh, I want to do, I've invented something called cheat butter, which is cheese and peanut butter. I'd like to add this to a dog treat. I was surprised at how many bakeries were like, ah, we can't, can't be done. And I'm like, what? You can't just put the ingredients that we would like inside the dog treat and then bake it? They're like, no, I can't do that. And I, I talked to several places. We finally teamed up with a Jewish bakery in Jinx. It's called Cookies, Cakes, and Jews. They, didn't, they then developed the uh, Tiger Daniels Greatest Dog Treat of All Time. We gave them away at Wolfstock. Mm -hmm. How many people asked if we were going to start selling these? Uh, we had a people. Yeah, people were curious about when we were going to be hitting the shelves with them. But now, that was never the intention, was it? No, not, no. And if it, if it was, if we did develop a dog treat that we could put on the market, it would be for charity only. Mm -hmm. So we'd have to come up with a you know, a good animal-based charity to do that. But I, it could be done. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to take that step. But you saw people did come up and ask for it, and dogs did find it to be delicious. And I will remain in town. Well, I, did you not see the dogs that uh, didn't find it to be you delicious? You know, one or two dogs. It was so much going on out there. It was so hot. And you know how it is when you're, if you have a dog and you take that dog out where there are hundreds of other dogs, mm -hmm. you know, they're in heaven. Yes. And a lot going on. So a, a couple of people took the treats home and then wrote us on Facebook later on and said, hey, my dog did enjoy the, the treat after all. Yeah, but I saw a lot of dogs didn't care for it at all. Some were even chewing it, then just let it fall out of their mouth. Those were the distracted dogs. <laughs> I've never seen a dog so distracted it wouldn't eat a, a treat. Are you a veterinarian? No. Then what are you talking about? No. I ought to give this like an official score, the Tiger Daniels greatest dog treat. Well, who's going to score it? Why would you I be the am. one to score it? Because I saw like 100 dogs and their interactions with it. And the human beings that came up begging for Tiger Daniel's greatest dog treat of all time. It's the greatest dog. You, we need to put an asterisk behind greatest dog, and then well, under put, it say well, Daniel. Claims. Put the asterisk is behind your name. 
because I'm about to take your name off of it. Let this rating be not what I like and see if from now on I include you on any other invention that I have. I give you a C plus. C plus. <laughs> That's it. You're you're off. <laughs> oh, you're gonna take me off the dog treat? Yes. Don't, don't punish me like that. You're off of it. See, we could have sold these for charity. You would have been famous all over the world. Okay. You know, the other day I, w I went to go look at vitamins, and it says, this is good for your heart. And then I'll have, like, an asterisk. And I go, what's the asterisk about? And uh, you turn around and basically say, that's just our best guess. So maybe we should put an asterisk on it and just say, this is Daniel's best guess at the dog treat. Because uh, you're misleading people. Because dogs rejected it. Hi. How many dogs rejected it? Probably 10. Bull. Yeah. Bull. I can think of four dogs that... that tasted of it a little bit and then let it fall out of their mouths but then they returned to it and that again is because they were distracted by all those dogs <laughs> okay so your contention is the dogs didn't want to eat because they were busy they're distracted, distracted by everything it'd right. be like if you went to the playboy mansion and tried to eat a slice of pizza eventually you're going to get a little distracted i'd imagine <laughs> okay. all right great analogy now i get where you're coming from thanks for that so Tiger Daniel's greatest dog treat of all time. Listen, you're about to change that, right? A C plus? C plus. It was a tremendous success. No. Because you not only, if you're giving a C plus to the dog treat, you're giving that to me, also the good folks at Cookies, Cakes, and Juice. Yeah. Well, we put uh, we put some of this up on our Facebook page, and also we're going to be uh, uh, doing uh, News on 6 a little later, right? About 9.40 this morning, Daniel. And they've got some video of the dogs enjoying. I need you to adjust that grade, dog. Huh? Right now. You got to adjust that grade. Don't, don't try to move on. Let's just readjust the grade. What are you like? You're like the guy at the end of the uh, year who comes to the professor and is like, is there well, just one all, more thing I can do? Well, first of all, you're not the professor do? of anything. You're the janitor of this operation, <laughs> buddy. Okay, but how come my opinion has so much weight, though, if I'm so low on the totem pole? Your opinion doesn't have that much weight anymore. You just lost all validity. Okay. <laughs> Watch out. I'll lower it. I'll give you a lower one. It was a good time, man. I mean, I've never made a dog treat. Can't say that I've ever considered it. You did something in your life that you can always be proud of. And let's knock it on up to an A+. Plus. Your grandkids, you made a dog treat one time. It'll be a great story around the campfire. Well, that's day. one more dog treat than you've made, my friend. <laughs> it is. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Oh. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel, officially two Oklahoma teams ranked in the top 10. You got Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Good morning, Daniel. Uh, good morning, Tig. I was going to tell you about a biscuit betrayal that I had last week. I... Kind of, I don't count calories like a lot, a lot, but I do try to keep it around 1,400, 1,500 a day mm -hmm. just to try to get a, a, a little weight. What do they say? 3,200 calories is a pound? Something like that, So yeah. if you can less than 3,200, you should lose weight in theory? Well, in theory, yeah. Well, no, You what you have to do is burn more per day than you Take consume. In. Got it. And so I try to keep it around 1,500, 1,600 calories a day. I got a quick trip the other morning, grab a uh, sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. For some reason, I was thinking about it. And I was like, ah, let me go see how many calories is in this bad boy. How many calories do you think? Now, if, I, if you're trying to get about 1,600, 1,700 calories a day, how many do you think are in a quick trip sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit? This wouldn't blow your whole day, would it? How many do you think's in there? I just want to get an idea if you have any, like, 600. No, about 770. I so feel betrayed by the biscuit. I had no idea. I mean, listen, to put that in perspective, Tig, you could get you could eat a quarter pounder with cheese, you'd be better off. You could drink a bottle of wine for breakfast and be better off. Really? Yeah, man. As far as calories go? Yeah. But that stuff's so delicious. I feel betrayed. What do you mean you feel betrayed? You could have looked at the label. All my life, I didn't know that a biscuit had that many calories in it. It's not specific to 
QT, it's just biscuits themselves. I think biscuits themselves must be terrible for you. I had no idea. I can't ever figure out what's going on because when I was younger and I was like on the swim team, the coach would always say, eat pasta, man. It's loaded with such whatever. Then you found out you're not supposed to do that. Well, and then sometimes it, it's bread and sometimes it's not bread. Sometimes well, the eggs are going to kill you. Sometimes they won't. When you're younger and you're swimming and burning off all that energy, yeah, you should maybe have pasta. and Maybe you need 770 calories. I don't do no 770 calories worth of uh, <laughs> stuff a day. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Well, I don't know what it was wrong with me, but I got on a kick. I start, you know, I love history, and I, and I would read about the battlefields and how they ate and stuff, and they would use these MREs. And a lot of people who have served recently know what an MRE is, and I know you guys can't stand them, but I got curious because I never served or anything, and I went to the surplus store, and I got one of these MREs. Now, these things are loaded with calories on purpose because, you know, when you're carrying 60 pounds of gear, and I don't know, you're actually fighting a war, you might want to have energy. But here's what you don't want to do. Don't eat an MRE unless you are literally going to battle. Because I ate one of these things that I didn't eat for like three days. Because there's so many that like, it's designed for that. They should start sending those quick trip biscuits into battle with people. <laughs> one of those would be good for a week. It's like, well, where's our food? I just dropped some biscuits in there. I also made the mistake once of getting those uh, Cheddar Bay biscuits they make at Red Lobster. You can mm. buy those, uh, pack it, and make them at home. Maybe about seven of those. Realized they were about 120 calories a piece, too. <laughs> so apparently biscuits is uh, uh, not... Easy to keep a diet with. Do you right? not? You don't. You don't. I don't understand how you don't monitor what you eat at all. You just don't give a rats or what? No, I'll look. I'm curious, but it, it never stops me. You know, I never go. Oh, 700. Oh well. You know what I we need to do. To eat it. We we need to pitch this to CBS. Uh, calories, prices, right? Mm. That's where you have to guess instead of the dollar amount of how much something costs. You would guess. The caloric value. The caloric value. Maybe you would have certain things. Like, if you would have told me you could have one biscuit or six-pack of beer, which one has more calories, which one would you have guessed? I would have guessed the biscuit would have had less, less calories. Right. You'd be wrong. <laughs> That's <laughs> why from now on, exclusively six-packs of beer if I'm hungry in the morning. <laughs> and the breakfast, yeah. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally-owned health plan. 743 at 98.5 The Bull. Daniel, are you ready to give away some tickets? And what are we going to do today for our 98.5 The Bull fights? Well, in honor of King Charles kind of taking over the kingdom, we're going to do a king quiz. All the answers to these questions will include the word king. Do you understand, Tig? I understand. And we've got two contestants. Good morning, Whitney. Oh, boy. Hello, Whitney. <laughs> Are they on break now? They're listening to the radio instead of on the phone. Angela, can you hear us, Angela? Unless yeah, you... Okay, All Angela, right, so far doing better than Whitney because Whitney can't even hear us right now. Whitney, are you there? I'm here. Okay, got Angela and Whitney Disaster already. Guys, I'm going to ask you guys a trivia question here, and the answer contains the word King Whitney. We'll start with you. This is the longest venomous snake. King Cobra. King Cobra is correct. Angela, movie about Simba and Mufasa. Lion King. The Lion King. We are tied up. Whitney, this was a king with a golden touch. King Midas. That is correct. Angela, this is a giant gorilla from Skull Island. Oh, oh my gosh, I know. Um, oh, 
Got to have an answer here. I can't remember the gorilla's name. Oh, my word. It's King Kong. (laughs) I knew that. Whitney, this fast food restaurant gives away paper crowns. What is Burger King? (laughs) This is correct. This is not Jeopardy, but that's fine. Angela, this is the author of It and the Shining. Stephen King. Stephen King is correct. Whitney, still ahead by one. Whitney, this is the king who commissioned a Bible in the English language. This is a king who commissioned a Bible in the English language. Um, who is King James? King James is also correct. Angela, this is a blues man with a guitar named Lucille. A blues man with a guitar named Lucille. I don't know. Oh, my word. Another goose egg. Whitney, would you, uh, do you know the answer to that one? Who is B.B. King? B.B. King. And with that, I don't see how there's any way for Angela to come back. It looks like Whitney is the winner of today's bullfight. Now, Whitney, here's the dilemma that you're in. You can take these tickets to Dylan Scott, these VIP tickets that get you into the show, gate admission, get you right up front, or you can give these to Angela. Mm, I'm sure she's a very nice person, but I think I'm going to keep the tickets. Oh, my word, Whitney. How dare you? Angela, I'm so sorry, but that means you can still win something within the next 30 days here since you you didn't win today. Yeah, I'll keep trying. All right, Angela, thank you. And uh, Whitney, congratulations. You're going to go see Dylan Scott at the Oklahoma stage at the Tulsa State Fair. Thank you, guys. You're so welcome. Hold the line, and we're back tomorrow morning about this time with more chance to see Dylan Scott front row at the fair on 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country. The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. It happens here in Tulsa. You can find pockets in Tulsa where you turn a corner and you're looking at houses that you would think would be in like Beverly Hills, you know? Mm -hmm. And I I think some people say that's probably some old oil money or whatever. And I've always wanted to go in one of those houses. The other day I did, Daniel. What do you mean you went into a house? I went into one because I saw a sign taking my son home from school. It said a state sale this way. Oh. And I said, oh, that's the rich people. And I didn't even want to buy anything at the estate sale. I just wanted to see what it looked like in there, you know? And uh, seven-year-olds, by the way, seven-year-olds love estate sales. They can't get enough. I don't know about all that. No, he hated every second of it. Okay, I was about to say. But I just wanted to go in and look and see, you know, how the other people live, you know, these oil people or whatever. And uh, you go in, and there's a cop there. There's two cops, actually, because I guess there's so much valuable stuff in there that they're scared that somebody's going to try to walk away with stuff. Mm -hmm. And so you had to go put your name on a list. I thought you just walked in. No, 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 no. My son and I have to put our name on a list. It's so busy that in about 15 minutes they finally call our name. Otherwise, we were just milling around by the fountain out front. You know how rich people have fountains? And uh, we go in. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe we'll find a treasure here because I'm getting to the age where I do like the, I'll go, I'll go to those uh, antique shops on Route 66 and, you know, just maybe browse, maybe I'll pick something up. So I thought this is going to be great. But this house must have been 
like a princess or something because there was no dude stuff in this this place anyway. Yeah, I get the impression the lady probably passed and, you know, this is her leftover stuff. But the stuff in this house, there was nothing that I, I could buy or like. But you ever, you ever see those? You'll see them in old movies where the lady's brushing her hair, but the back of it's silver. Mm-hmm. I had like 20 of those. Just gold, just just gold metal and brushes. silver brushes everywhere. There had to be more than that. Oh, I mean, that was just one example of all the stuff that this lady possessed. You know, it was like a bunch of like of those porcelain dolls and all sorts of stuff <laughs> and stuff that um, there was art that they. I guess the the lady's so rich that you had to come in and like have a professional company come in who are experts at the art, so oh. they would price it right. And so a company did this whole thing, and it would be stuff from. Africa in there and all the, you know, Russia, and you didn't know what was going on except for those tags. And and then I'm kind of like looking around the house going, this is pretty nice. And then I go, well, you know, it's a nice house. And then I look in the back, they have this other house back there, mm. about twice as big as my house. And I guess that's where the servants live, or I don't know who lived back there. But um, I got depressed after that. I said, you know, I, I kind of like my house. Why did you get house. depressed? Well, I kind of like my house now. I love my house now. But then I go, you know, but that person, they wouldn't be able to live in my house because they would think it was squalor. They would look down upon you, right? So you you feel like your happiness is based on what others have. <laughs> it just, there was a moment where I go, and now I'm going to drive away from this big estate and I'm going to go to my house, which isn't nearly as nice. You don't need a big estate. I mean, we have like con air brushes at my house. We don't have silverback brushes. You don't need a silverback brush. That's kind of my, you know, you're making me feel better because I left there and I said, she might have had 10 silverback brushes, but I bet those never brought her any happiness. Right? I wouldn't think so. Like she never had a bad day and says, yeah, but I got a lot of brushes. That would be scary to me if I saw a lady using those old-fashioned brushes. Mm -hmm. I'd be a little scared. I know where you can get them if you'd like. Well, I think, (laughs) I mean, don't you think that I thought you would be more of a minimalist. Like you would like less. I do. That's the way I live my life. But there was just that one moment where it goes, geez, uh, I'm not very successful in life. I you mean, know what I'm going to do, so man? much success. They lived in this. Since we're such good friends, when we get out of work today, I'm going to go buy you one of those dead ladies' brushes. <laughs> I want you to be happy. Hey, hey thanks, man. <laughs> It's 808 at 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country, Tiger Daniel with Bailey Zimmerman. Hey, good morning, Daniel. I saw this morning that the uh, Queen's, I guess, funeral mm-hmm. happening w- was live. Well, it's over now, I believe. It was a long funeral. And I guess they, uh, they did the thing where she traveled around the country and all that. I didn't know anything about the Queen. I didn't watch The Crown. Um, but I did, over the weekend, look at some some clips. Turns out she's pretty funny. She was pretty witty, charming. Have you ever seen some clips of the Queen? Yeah, man, you know, she served during the Second World War. She knows how to fix Jeeps and stuff, and so much so that uh, when she would, she loves hunting, or had loved hunting, and she'd go out by herself, and the Jeep would break, and she wouldn't be able to call anybody. She'd fix it herself. You know, it's just like me to become a fan of the Queen after she passes away. Like, I feel like I should have been more whenever into I, her. Whenever I thought about the Queen, I thought about the movie Naked Gun that featured a lady pretending to be the Queen, and that's, how, that's all I knew. That was the extent of what I knew about the Queen of England. Mm-hmm. Uh, but over in England, you know, David Beckham, a huge star over there. Yes. He stood in line for 13 hours with other mourners to pay respect to the queen. Uh, I got a couple of his comments on why it was important to him and his family. Do you think we will be able to um, 
understand what he's saying? Let's try. All right, here we go. I grew up in a family that were all royalists, and today I think back to my grandparents because if my grandparents were alive, they would have been here. So it's nice to be here to celebrate with everybody, you know, the, the life of Her Majesty and, and the legacy that she's left. Lucky as a nation to have someone that has led us the way Her Majesty has led us, with kindness, with caring, and always reassurance. Her Majesty was someone special and will be missed not just by everyone in our country, but everyone around the world. Now, they did say that while he was in line, he did take some respectful selfies. But, you know, that's a guy that if you're that famous, I mean, you would have to, you know, somebody in this country, who would be that famous in this country? David Beckham? Yeah. Oh, Blake, the biggest, any of the biggest stars. That guy's humongous could over he, there. Did he not, like, could he not have just said, you know, hey, can you guys, like, maybe slide me in this line? Like, I think that would fast be a... Pass? Is that, there a fast pass at the funeral? That'd be a terrible look to be like, hey, could I, you know, you think you could usher me through this? Yeah. But they, I get your point. If you're a huge celebrity like um, David Beckham, especially over there, 13 hours of your time is probably worth a lot. It would be like The Rock. Over yeah, here, could you, you know? imagine The Rock? And it must be crazy because if The Rock were in line at a 13-hour line, wouldn't people be bugging him the whole time? Or did people? Well, that's that's why I said he was taking respectful selfies. Uh, okay, so not of himself for his own Instagram. He was he was posing with other people. I mm-hmm. uh, see. Did you see what King Charles did too? He's pretty funny. Um, a guy uh, was talking to King Charles. You know how they've been going up and shaking hands with people and stuff. You know that came. Uh, this is from King Charles. Now, um, a guy. Asking Charles if he wants to go get a beer with him later. Oh, I don't think he put up with a bunch of funny business, would he? Where? He said, Where? <laughs> <laughs> Can we go for a beer? Where? <laughs> like he was kinda into it. Yeah, so maybe they are kind of funny, but they don't get to they don't get to do stand up comedy when they're Wait, uh, that's all the clip was uh, where? I thought Yeah. No, but then the guy said later the the king asked to meet him and shook his hand and like they, oh you know, no, yeah maybe shook a his chance hand, right shook his hand and then he yeah. got his head cut off. Do you see? I did see some clips where uh, the guy was trying to sign King Charles was trying to sign some type of declaration or something and the pen didn't work and this guy lost his mind. King Charles did. Oh yeah, like he didn't <laughs> say it verbally, but you could tell just the grimace on his face and uh-huh. how how angry he was about he the pen like not working. Well. And then I read some of the guy's demands. He makes people press his pajamas. Every night. He does? Mm-hmm. They have to iron those pajamas for you. That's not my kind of king. That's not your kind of king, or it no, is? No, does he wear like a hat, too? Pajama hat? If he does, it's ironed. Well, yeah. So Tell me the, what would happen. Like, you know about this. You're pretty smart when it comes to this. If the king got really angry mm-hmm. over in England now, could he have somebody's head cut off? No. Why do you say that? It's a constitutional monarchy. That's up to the uh, politicians. He doesn't do anything. They're they're glorified like they're 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 ribbon cutters and they they run charities and stuff. I don't know if you've seen all those guards there in England. You can look on YouTube and you'll see people trying to like tickle the guard and all that. And that guard will take only so much and then lose their mind. <laughs> I've seen them. I've seen the guard get yeah. mad at kids. I don't know too. if you noticed they have knives with uh they got guns with knives sticking on the end of them. So you're acting like now they can't do anything. I don't think not legally at least. So, but um yeah maybe they are kind of. To kind of have a sense of humor somewhere in there. It's just hard to see it when they got to be all regal. I can tell, by the way, those guys have to stand there straight-faced for eight hours a day. They're real laugh boxes. (laughs) 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally-owned health plan. And 
Today's hot country with Tig and Dan. And welcome to DC. We take a look at what the heck's going on around there. Lots going on, actually. Brought to you by iCare Associates of South Tulsa. Here in uh, in Tulsa, I got to say uh, mad props to the police. One time I had an incident in my house, and if it took them more than three minutes to get to my house, I'd be shocked. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, like most cities, we do have homicides in our city. But uh, the Tulsa uh, detectives and all that, do you know that they have a 96% track record, 94% track record over the last two years of solving murders? 94%, 94%. The national average, 61%. So just over half uh, around the rest of the country, but here in Tulsa, man, they usually get the guy or whoever did it. 94%. That's a tough job. And this guy, one of the detectives who you, I think you see this guy on TV on that first 48 show says the hardest thing is going and telling that family. Because um, it's so out of nowhere, and he says, he, when we tell him, I'm sorry, but, you know, so-and-so passed, he knows after that they don't hear anything they say. And that's their job. they got to go knock on a door and tell a mom that kind of stuff. So what a hard job, but here they are getting it done at 94%. So it must add some solace to the family that they know what happened when we got a 94% success rate like that, right? Uh, speaking of the law, prisoners here in Oklahoma. Did you see this, Daniel? That prisoners, uh, there's a program there where they can take in dogs that uh, might otherwise have been euthanized or seem untrainable or something, and they turn them into therapy dogs. They get them so well trained that they turn into therapy dogs. And you got to imagine that's good for the dogs. That's good for the prisoners, I would imagine. You know, they have something they get up to do every day with goals in mind. And then they use these dogs, like, for example, one 911 dispatch center here, which is a stressful job. All you're doing is taking people's calls on the worst day of their lives all day. How do you unwind from that? So now the dogs that are trained in the prisons can go to these 911 call centers and, you know, provide some therapy there. Pretty cool. A win for everybody. With yeah, that. there's very few things in life that's a win for everybody, and that is one of them. The dogs, the prisoners, the people that need the therapy or some comfort. Good morning, Daniel. Uh, did you see that this morning uh, the Queen's funeral happened? Uh, how long did she serve? Tw- 70 years. 70 years on the throne. So that's pretty good. Um, so their final goodbye to Queen Elizabeth II at a state funeral holding a monarch whose 70-year-old reign defined an age. And now King Charles has taken over. Did you see also that a survey found that Oklahoma has the fourth angriest drivers in the United States of America? Ty and I have been here a couple of years. Uh, do you find that... Oklahoma drivers are some of America's angriest drivers. I I find it intimidating to drive here um, because and it's not really, I don't even know if it's the drivers, but we all know this, you know, the on-ramps where you get onto an interstate and you've got like, it seems like 50 yards to get on that thing. You don't have like all day to get over. And then you have this decision to make. Do I just start merging or do I slam on my brakes because I'm about to hit the, the barrier up there? I mean, that's intimidating to me. But in general, people seem to let you over if you're in that situation because I know that they probably know, oh, I know what it's like, buddy, in that lane because you got about four seconds to get over here. So not really. I find the roads intimidating. I get, I get, I'm at that age where I won't take left-hand turns anymore. So, Well, you actually showed me something on my um, GPS, uh, especially on ways that you can go into the settings the navigation settings and turn off even getting on the interstate because i agree with you some of these on-ramps are too short sometimes it's just up to the lord if i if it really is if i make it onto that interstate or not because i can't i can't contend with all that yeah if you use the gps you can change the settings to avoid highways and what i find that around here 
mostly it doesn't cost you that much time. You know, jumping on the interstate versus just taking Harvard or something, maybe three minutes difference in a lot of cases. Also, so. Ty, did you see that the uh, city of Tulsa opened there first? Uh, it got a new fire station. First one since 2006, opening up on Saturday. Tulsa Fire Chief Michael Baker said he was thrilled. He was so happy how many people came out. And this was 845 on Saturday morning, so you know that uh, that's that's early to get up. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of ladies out there. Also, G.T. Bynum was out there, uh, so I think the ladies also wanted to see him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, ladies must be ecstatic. There's yet another fire station. That- <laughs> but, uh, you know, I got to say that uh, the firefighters, I guess, when they're not responding to a call, sometimes they'll go outside with a grill. Can we just be honest about firefighters here? And if you're a firefighter, you can call up and, like, let me know if this is true or not. I got to tell you guys, I know what you're doing. If they're not fighting fires, they're out there. They've set up, like you said, a grill out in front of the firehouse. And they're out there with their shirts off. And they're grilling. They got that Dalmatian out there. They're all oiled up. I know what you guys are doing. What are they trying to do? Oh, there's a thirst trap. (laughs) Me and uh, I was in the car with your wife once, and we rode by a firehouse. And tag the ferocity in which your wife whipped her head around and just leered at these people made me uncomfortable. She could have been hospitalized. She needed, yeah, she needed one of those neck braces after that. But, you know, you guys know what you're doing, right? We all are all out there, you know, and they're all doing things like petting a kitten. You know, they're, they're doing things that are making them even more attractive than they yeah, already like a are. Like sponge that they're yeah, washing down yeah. the thing with. Putting mustache oil on their mustaches and rubbing their muscles down. <laughs> Enough. And we got another firehouse for the ladies to go check out. Yeah. Do you think that in your father-in-law, he was a fireman or something like that, a fire fire inspector? Did he ever admit to that's what they're doing? He never told that to me, but I am his son-in-law. I doubt he would intimate something like that to me because I'm married to his daughter. Well, still. So. Um, also, Dana, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but uh, football is going good in Oklahoma, man. We got two top ten, solid top ten teams. What's, what do we say? Oklahoma's at number six? Dang. And uh, Oklahoma State in the top ten? The problem is, though, those are easily, those easily could be you're going to the playoffs, maybe national championship situation. But the problem is, of course, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State have to play each other. So we know for a fact that one of those teams will not go undefeated because somebody has to win that game. So I wonder if it comes down to Oklahoma State got close last year, but I wonder if it comes down who wins that game, gets into the playoffs, if it kind of sets that up. Now, so I, that way. I know absolutely nothing about sports, but I probably will tune in to see uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in bondage this year. Bedlam. Yeah, Bedlam. It's 831 with Tig and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. It's like I attract crime, Daniel. I don't know what it is with me. Hey, it's 98.5 The Bull, and you're not going to believe what happened to me last night. Um, but before I get there, I mean, twice here, twice here in Tulsa, I've been at a gas station and like a heist happened. Now, out of the hours of the day and the hours and the weeks of the month, how am I always at the gas station when something's going down? Well, I think because that probably happens a lot. Forget that. I mean, just look at what's happened to you over at your house in Midtown in 17 months. You had two women that when you're moving in, they I guess they thought the house was abandoned or something, came in, went to sleep under the table. There's another situation where 
you you get up and your car's been rifled through at night. Mm-hmm. Another situation where you were leaving work one morning. And leaving a, for work. Leaving for work, and a car with like four or five people pull in. They, they blocked you into your driveway. They don't see you. They're obviously about to rifle through your garage or car again. You had a lot. You have a, had a lot, going, a lot on. going on in 17 months. You're like the opposite of Batman. You attract <laughs> crime. And uh, I got to tell you that last night, I decided, you know, I better get to bed early because we had our little show to do in the morning. So I'm there trying to go to sleep, but I hear this. And I live near a hospital, so my first thing is, oh, they got some life flights coming in. I always think about that, like, oh, man, I wonder what happened to that person that they're having to be life flighted in. But this baby just hung out. It didn't just fly over and land at the hospital. About 10 minutes of this, I go, ah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go investigate what's going on in the neighborhood. Why is this? So certainly I go out in the backyard, and sure enough, this helicopter looks like it's flying over my house only, but really probably my block and half of the other block. I mean, I can see the whole trip. It's not like it goes off the horizon and then comes back. I can see it just doing circles. And I, I didn't notice at first, but that was a police helicopter. And then I noticed spotlights being shined into my yard and the fence. And I'm in the backyard, just about 10, 10.30 last night. I'm like, what in the world is going So I wanted to find the source of the spotlights because it looked like it was coming from the ground across my drive. So I go out, and there's a police car blocking the intersection. I live at a four-way stop, and it's blocking all ways of the four-way stop. And it's got these lights on it, not the blue and red lights, but it's, it's lit up just bright white like instead of those red lights being across this was bright white across plus he had his little thing on the side of the door the spotlight there and i'm like what in the world and i go oh they they must be looking for somebody and i go outside to investigate and then i hear this sir go back into the house canines are on the way because he said it from his cop speaker you know Mm -hmm. and i go you got it. I wasn't going to argue. I was like, okay, canines are on the way. This is not good. This continues, and this continues. And we had to close our blinds. That that light's so bright that it was like daylight in my house. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. Like, flashlights now, if you've noticed, have gotten so much brighter. It's that LED. So I can imagine it oh looked as God. though a spacecraft were landing. It was unbelievable. Did it scare your wife and son to death? Well, it scared me. In fact, I went and woke up my wife. I said, you got to get up. There's something going down in the oh, neighborhood Lord. here. Well, that's great, And Ty. she got up, and then because she got up, my son got up, and my seven-year-old, he's like, what, what? Are they looking for somebody bad? I'm like, no, nah, they're probably just practicing or something. But right. it turned out, at the time, we had no idea. They don't knock on your door and go, hey, the reason we're here is da-da-da-da. And about an hour later, the police left. This is still going on until probably midnight. So two hours. I thought the guy was going to run out of gas, the helicopter pilot. And then I saw today what happened was about a block over from me, apparently there was a a police pursuit going on, and a guy had a weapon, and he jumped out of the car and ran. Jeez, man, how scary. And so they could run anywhere into anybody's backyard, so they were really doing a good job of... They were keeping a perimeter, as they call it, I guess, lighting up the streets in case they saw the guy dart through somebody's yard on the way to a, a another neighborhood or whatever. They were going to get him. But uh, I never heard anything about uh, after that. I don't know if they got the guy or what, but apparently they were looking for an armed guy running through my neighborhood. Well, surely they got him. I mean, is there was uh, nothing in the news about it this morning? I never saw anything in the news. I even pulled up the police scanner last night, and they weren't talking about it actively, so I don't know. Because I did read that sometimes on those scanners – They'll edit them, like oh, in a sense where you don't—you can hear the traffic stops and stuff. But so if something the, major is going down, 
like you won't hear it maybe because the other guy could be listed the suspect right, the criminal could be running around yeah so I didn't hear anything. Well, I'm, crazy. what I'm most impressed about is that uh, when you saw this happening, you went and woke up your family so they could be afraid, too. You're like, hey, guys, get <laughs> yeah, up. It's thanks, time to man. be afraid. That was the point. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot <laughs> country. <laughs>